Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. But a couple questions we've been receiving a lot about and we want to focus on today around fitness, exercise, testosterone, hormones, metabolism, metabolic metabolic workouts. So let's let's really dive in on fitness today. And if again, as you have questions, ask them. We'll answer them live. If not, we're going to um, answer some of the common questions we've been receiving. So let's start off with the big one. What happens during exercise from a heart rate, hormones, metabolism? What's what's going on? Well, it's interesting. I'm writing this new book, as you know. It's been a while. Um, but right now I'm in the midst of uh, talking about exercise as the fountain of youth. And then, you know, I start with dynamic warm-up and posture and all these different things. Mindset around movement. That's the beginning uh, of the section. Um, but really, it's a big deal. So how do you get your mind ready? Why don't people exercise? 82% of our population doesn't. And uh, one of the greatest benefits of moving your body is that motion creates positive emotions. So there's a lot of uh, uh, reasons why people don't do it or we- reasons they should be doing it. And then when you move into like cardio, you know, when you think of cardio, w- what does that mean? You, you, what's the benefit of it? So really step back sometimes is what is it actually doing to the body? And when the body starts speeding up, that's the, that's the physiology, hormones change, blood pressure changes. So heart rate changes. 82% of our population isn't working out. Um, and when you think about these, these outcomes, you know, better heart rate, we're talking about cholesterol, we're talking about heart health, hormones, we'll get into that in a second. Metabolism, that's about weight loss. So when people exercise or have um, adaptation or adapt, adaptation, what, what, what really is going to happen from a positive outcome standpoint? Well, you and I have talked about this multiple times about, you know, motivation. And so you can think about, I always ask the question, so why are you moving your body? Well, most people probably think it's a way for them to control their body weight or lose weight or look better or whatever. But the big one is for your mind. So there's lots of benefits of moving the human body. And then you have this thing called training effect. And a training effect means you have to get a little uncomfortable to see a little bit of a change. So if the goal is to, I used to do this all the time, I, I would ask my clients, you know, how would you rate your cardiovascular fitness mm. on a one to 10 scale? And most of them would rate a seven or above, 10 being the highest. A lot and of fit people. A lot of fit people. And you know, they tell me I'm, I'm on the track or I'm doing this on that. And you know, a lot of it's training specificity, but then I would have them climb a flight of stairs three times and I would have them rest for 30 seconds and I'd have them do it three times and they were just completely gassed. So then I realized that they weren't realizing they weren't getting much of a training effect. And you're seeing that a lot now with a lot of the exercise. People are going through a lot of motions, which is great, especially with COVID. But you always ask the question, what is your expectation of moving the human body? So there's a lot of reasons why people move or don't move, but it really gets back to what are you trying to accomplish with that? Is it just going for a walk and making you feel better, which is great. Or are you really trying to move the dial in your blood pressure, your bones, or your hormones? All right, so let's dive into hormones real quick. Um, If I'm trying to balance my hormones, where does exercise play a role in that? How important is exercise to whether it's your estrogen, testosterone, growth hormones, stress hormones, where does exercise fit? 
from a hormone standpoint? Well, let's just back up for a little bit. So if you back up and ask people, how do you stay leaner? And it's not during the exercise session. It's not because you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Really the power of movement begins with what it does. It increases your basal metabolic rate. That's your engine. So if you have more muscle, you'll burn about 75 to 85% of your calories burned a day is your basal metabolic rate. So you might get some calorie burning, 300, 400 calories in a workout, but over the course of the day, that's a little drop in the bucket. Number two is when you start doing specific exercises to stimulate your, we call them lean hormones, steroidal hormones, sex hormones, growth hormone, testosterone, estrogen, things like that, that's specific. And now we're getting into a little bit, maybe my higher intensity, strength training, very specific. And you and I talked about this before, but there's a lot of metabolic workouts going on right now, but it's not really doing much for my hormones. It's just, it might make you happy for a minute, but you're seeing a lot of breakdown right, and so, so forth. So let me break this down. So when we're, we're exercising, let's just say we look at our Fitbit or a watch and it says we burn 400 calories. Important, but that's not the big, big answer. The key is how do we create a better basal metabolic? So for the 24 hours, we're burning more calories, we're leaner, our engine's at a little bit higher um, RPM. So that's the key. And so when you talk about a metabolic workout, what is a metabolic workout? Or well, what's it's all, the gist of a metabolic workout? So again, back to you know when we worked at the Michigan Athletic Club years ago and I was a director of a training there, I remember Jason Block was our personal training director for a handful of years. And he came around and he was the Krispy Kreme donut man. And he would give you a donut or a Long John or whatever it was but you had to do an exercise to equate the amount of calories. And, and people were shocked that they'd have to run for an hour and a half to eat that one donut. So again, during the exercise session, it's not where you're burning your calories. And so again, you're trying to build that bigger engine. Um, but then you get back into now that you look at hormones and, and, and really you want your body working for you, not against you. And I think I hear that a lot. Like, hey, Chris, I'm working out, but I'm not seeing the, the scale move. Well, it's, it's a lot of variables and, and a big part of that is the type and specific exercise. And when I mean, when you said about metabolic workout, what is, what is that? That's all the stuff going on right now. It's all these circuits, these boot camps, they're great. But if you're really trying to big, build a bigger engine, you, I think you need to get back to traditional strength training and, and, and throw in some of those metabolic workouts here and there, but that should not be your mainstay workout if that's the goal of building a better or bigger do you, engine. Do you think one of the challenges is our mm -hmm. awareness and we're, we're doing these metabolic workouts that are extremely challenging and there's not a lot of rest, you're doing the intervals, and so you think, wow, that must have been very beneficial, but you look back at the big picture, it's probably not the most beneficial way to get some of the fitness or health that we're looking for that's what what's happening yeah, and again when we get in again the talk, conversation we're having here now you get into training specificity you're talking about training effect what outcome what expectation you have and then you get into the whole uh you know what's my intention uh, of these workouts so when i look at a basal metabolic workout or you know some of these workouts they're you know they're doing they're great you're, but again training specificity now what's my goal right is my goal to have my shoulders hurt me all the time because I have no recovery? 
And it's fun sometimes when, again, we've all done this thing. If I'm really doing activity that I don't need, I need a lot of anaerobic training, which is out out oxygen, I need to train specifically. If you're watching the Australian Open right now, these tennis players, both men and women, are amazing. And they are such beasts where they recover so quickly. But that's specific training. So again, you got to think about just doing a hard workout all the time without enough rest. Not a lot of fun, one. And number two, it's probably not the greatest thing for you to spending on your goals. All right, let's shift a little bit. So if somebody's constantly going at high intensity, redlining, uh, there's more to the equation than really just maxing out to get the benefit. You need the recovery. You told me before we started, you know, if we're trying to kind of increase the efficiency, we, we have to lift heavier weights, adaptation, and we have to recover. So where does recovery play in this balance? I used to tell my clients recovery is more important than the actually do, doing it. So if you're not getting a good, a good night's sleep, you're not allowing your hormones to be repairing you. If you don't do restorative movements, your body's going to break down. So the recovery piece is just as important. And so we think now, and I've seen this a lot in the, in the clubs that I've been in, uh, is that we're just pushing, pushing, pushing without the recovery. Now, if that's specifically what you want to target, great. But I got to tell you, it's not a lot of fun. And generally, you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck. So for example, if I'm going to do a pull-up, and I do 10 pull-ups or eight pull-ups or five pull-ups or whatever it is, I need to recover. And then I go back and I have perfect form and I'm doing another solid set. Or you decide, hey, I'm gonna do pull-ups and I might go over and do a, uh, some kind of chest movement, but allows me to have that recovery in those, in those areas that I'm after versus just going, going, going and having very little form and technique is just basically getting crushed. All right, so just from a recap standpoint, if we're trying to balance hormones, we need not only the intensity, but we need the recovery. From a metabolic aspect, it's let's think about what's happening over the 24 hours, the basometabolic versus just what the Fitbit or the equipment told us, and calories. You know, we're not gonna talk too much today about nutrition, but calories matter but it's really the quantity of the calories, the way that the body is in the cell and, and all the things we've talked about in the past. So exercise is big for these effects. And uh, you know, I think one of the things I heard you say is there's different ways to do it. One of the keys is not trying to just redline, max out, and expect that to Well, and solve I think everything. what I've seen, uh, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time, is that we're getting away, we're making things so complicated on the exercise. Should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Hit, should I do this, you know, interval? Make it simple, you know? Move your body, stretch your body, but lift heavy things and lift them and then rest. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I tell people. If you're really trying to get stronger, you have to get under the load, under the muscle. And again, we start with one perfect rep. One perfect rep. One perfect rep. Okay, let's talk about injuries. So you got shoulder injuries, knee issues, back issues. We, we know a lot of folks suffering from those things. Some of it from the exercise they're doing, some of it from the lack of exercise that they're not doing. And so, you know, that sounds like, well, <laughs> should I exercise? Should I not exercise? Where does injury prevention rehab fit in from an exercise standpoint? So let's start off with what people are doing to get injured during workout. Well, I think the biggest, again, back to my book, but I start out with a mindset of movement, but the big one is body alignment and posture. 
So when your posture starts to fail, when I watch boot camps, I see people's posture just completely crushed because it's too hard. So when your posture starts to fall apart or your body alignment, that means the intensity of the movements are too much. So when the body gets out of alignment, like your car driving down the road, no wonder you're going to have a, a problem with, you know, something here and there, like a shoulder. So again, if our shoulders are rounded, we have no space in the AC joint, hence we start having rotator cuff problems. So again, where I'm sitting at my desk too long, so again, exercise can be restorative. So if I'm doing a, if I'm doing a tricep push down, or if I'm doing a bench press or a machine, and I don't look at my posture, that repetitive movement can cause an issue. Or, Back, knee. or doing these metabolic workouts where you're going one movement after another, crushing the do. same move. Right, if you can't scapular retract, I don't know anybody that can, doing a push-up for a period of time and not recovering, you cannot, you, to do it again, you're gonna not gonna have that Yeah, and same we, we know the number one way to stress the body is to remove recovery. Remove, so if, remove so recovery. So if we wanna make any exercise or anything challenging, you just don't rest. Well, I used to hear this from some of the clients that would train with some of these other trainers. I'm like, man, my trainer's the hardest trainer in our club. I'm like, your trainer's stupid <laughs> because your trainer's not allowing you to have enough rest to have you get the outcome or the you know the benefit you're looking for. So when I hear that all the time, I you know I've been under the gun before. I've worked my tail off, but you need to have that recovery. And if you're not having that recovery and that alignment and that posture, you're going to see injuries. All right, let's do something fun here. Let's talk about three or four exercises that you think can be very beneficial, but are also the most misdone in the gym. You've seen a lot of it. You used to wrap your knees and your back. You got the ink, the elbow straps and the this and the creams and all the... <laughs> what, are, what are the three or four exercises that you see every single day where you kind of have to look away? Because they could be done right, but most people are not doing them right. Again, I really like Walt Reynolds. You know, obviously Walt's a great friend of ours, and Walt and I have been colleagues for over 30 years. But, you know, he always talks about one perfect rep. And that's the thing I really hammer. Like, a push-up is probably the exercise that's most misunderstood, done incorrectly. Because if you can't scap the retract... And when you scap and retract doing a push-up, it's a great core exercise. It's great for your pecs. It's great for your triceps, your shoulders. But when you scap and retract, you create space in the shoulder. If you do not create that space, you're just pounding it down. So, for example, if I'm doing chaturanga and yoga, and I glide right into that without scap and retract, because, again, that's a big tool you need to teach, you're going to see problems in the shoulders. So, so push-up, one of your favorites, but... It you see it done. I see another well, one. Maybe because they're trying to do 50 versus doing 10. Or Give me, give me 15, 20 perfect push-ups and, and then, then rest. Will be tough. And then let's do it again and see how it goes. Okay, so push-up number one. Push-up. I really think lat pull-down is another really big movements. So before we do a pull-up, we're going to do a lat pull-down. So when you think about a lat pull-down, that elbow has to go, you know, going down in the direction of the muscle pulling down. So the elbows have to go straight down. If the elbows start to go back, again, we lose the space in the shoulder. So when most people don't lat pull down, it's an arm movement, it's not a back movement. So again, chest comes, I always tell my clients, chest, it's a momentum movement. Ch chest comes to the bar. You're pulling the chest to the bar, not the bar to the chest. All right, so lat pull down, which is a precursor, a prerequisite to a good good. Pull up. The other thing I see in the gym all the time, especially in boot camps, is a lunge. They're doing a lunge, the knee's going that way, the body's <laughs> going that way. That is not a good thing. 
So when you think about doing a lunge, that knee has to track over that second toe. Again, where the weight is distributed is distributing the toes, because if it is, it's going to the knee. You're really trying to create that perf perfect form. And then we can get all the functional movements, but again, we gotta start with the basics, teach the basics, and then from there, we can start expanding. All right, and let, let's get to the big one. Let's talk about uh, squats. It's the same thing when you think of a squat. There's 9,000 different ways to do a squat, but Again, we go back to the, you know, the goal is to create range of motion. So let's get your range of motion now, because we've done this. I mean, if you, if you start improving the range of motion, then you can add resistance at some point in time or speed or however you're doing it. But when you think of a squat, the first thing you see, especially with, you know, I've done this, how much weight can I put on my back? And it's, again, we had a limited movement, I remember, these high school kids that would have a you know a big high bench behind them and if they could touch their bench which there's only about two three inches going down i'm like what's the point you can squat 500 pounds but you're moving the bar two inches it doesn't make sense so again when you're looking at a squat same thing your knees are tracking over the second toe weights distributing the middle of the foot but there's many ways to do it and in, in the way that you know again what's the goal what's the specificity if you're trying to uh squat as much as you possibly can and then you're gonna have to squat with a barbell but it, you know there's you yeah, you could do a dumbbell, dumbbells. you could do a barbell. I haven't put a bar on my back in years squatting, but I'll use, I use dumbbells this morning. So again, but I'm really more, as I've gotten older, 63 now, turning 64 this year, my goal is to increase my range of motion. While and, keeping strength. And keeping time, my strength. The whole mm -hmm. balance. So I don't care about squatting 500 pounds anymore. All right, let's, let's kind of wrap up and talk about fitness. We'd love talking about fitness because when you talk about exercise, you talk about you know, movement, but what is fitness in your mind and why should it be more important on people's radar? Well, I think the other thing too, you know, you, you were the, the leader of the capacity book, but as you age, you start losing your capacity, you lose your range. And so to me, I think nobody really wants to give that up. I, I don't get on the floor anymore. I don't climb stairs. I don't, I don't do this activity anymore. I don't snow ski. I don't do, I, I've lost, you keep losing that. And as we age, we know if you're taking care of yourself and without going crazy, your range can stay pretty large as you age. You like to play in golf, you like to do whatever you're doing. Like we played pickleball yesterday. Do I move as fast as I used to? No, but I still like playing, so there's activities I do. And so when I think of fitness, it allows you to do the activities you love without compromising, like I can't pick up my grandkids anymore. I mean, one of the greatest videos we saw is the, the guy training, getting stronger so he could lift his daughter up to put the the tree on the granddaughter the, yeah yeah the, the the star on the christmas tree so that to me is what i think about fitness and fitness is it covers lots of ground it's your cardiovascular uh, capacity it's your mobility your flexibility your strength all that stuff and then all the power of what it does for the mind so to me i think the greatest benefit i've always taught and for me personally is it washes my brain and it really helps me recover and we all know this including sleep the two things that really help people come back, especially when we're talking about anxiety and mental health, is a good night's sleep. You sleep good, your problems start to get, they're a lot better than they were the night before, right? You wake up. And it's no different than moving your body. When you move your body on a regular basis, it washes the brain. So again, you might have some bad things going on in your world and you move your body, it's not so bad. So again, that's what I mean about, that's, that's my uh, definition of fitness. All right, let's 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 end with something that I think everybody cares about, but how many rep sets, what should we be thinking about this? I, I think we could spend a whole 
episode on it, but give your take on reps and sets. Well, again, I would beginning with working on the one rep. And again, give me that perfect rep. When we get that perfect rep, you know, you're a high-level golfer. It's not about banging more golf balls. It's about getting your technique down. So really what I look at before reps and sets is I really look at, you know, give me one perfect rep. We work on that so form. get the form and technique down. Get the down. form and technique down. Then okay. from there... Then from there, we can start expanding depending on the fitness level is like, what's your range of motion? So then we're going to work on your range of motion because again, it's, it's, it's muscle under load. So is that load two inches or is it through the whole range of that muscle? People don't get that sometimes because you have a strength curve. And then from there, we can start talking about reps and sets and resistance. And I'm a big fan of, you know, using the Fibonacci numbers. Matthew Cross taught me this years ago, but... You know, uh, one month, I'm going to do five sets of five reps under a heavy load. The next month, I do eight reps of, of four sets, and then the, and again, moderate load, and then I'm doing the, the following month, 13 reps, three sets. So again, that's how I work. And how often do you mix that up? Do you start with five? you start with 13? Where do it you doesn't really matter. For most people, I have them start with eight reps, four sets. But again, it depends on where people are at. They might do one set. So, But that's just to give you a, a range to play with. And then, again, back to recovery. When you're doing five sets of five reps, yeah, more recovery. Sure. All right. We started with hormones. We started with testosterone. That's one of the questions that's uh, kind of spurred this conversation. But testosterone, supplements, hormonal replacement, weight training, once you just end with a conversation <laughs> on we get these emails every single day what do you think of hormonal replacement what do you think of the pellets what do you think of the creams my doctor wants to put me on some type of hormonal replacement where do we begin from an exercise standpoint? well i think the beginning is is that you step back and create that awareness know what your numbers are so get your blood tests go to our website uh the know your numbers there's a testosterone level for both men and women that's a great place to start Find out what your, what your area is, monitor that. Are you getting enough sleep? It's a big deal, because if you're not getting enough recovery, you cannot have good hormonal balance. Okay, that's where. Number two, do you have omega-3 fats in your diet? That's the raw material that makes them. So if you're not doing the chylero, the flax, the chia, the walnuts, things like that, wild Alaskan salmon, those are, and then from there, you look at your strength training. You know, what, what your workout is. Is your workout too much redlining? Redlining is going to actually make your testosterone level go down. More stress hormone. Traditional strength training is going to raise it up. So Brazil nuts, pumpkin seeds are real specific things. But before we go down the whole hormonal thing, which I just, you know, had a conversation with a guy today. I'm like, let's just do the basics first. And I and you and our team have seen major changes with people's hormonal balance by changing their lifestyle. So I just finding a lot of hormone replacement going on right now. And that is just, a you know, I'm eating good. I'm working out. Well, no, let's get real specific. As you improve that, your hormones are going to get bad. And again, we always ask the question, why are my hormones out of balance? Because I'm too stressed. I don't sleep. I don't have any space in my life. I don't eat good. I don't move. I don't do any strength training. Okay, so how do you think? That, you know, and then we're getting into the specifics, and there's lots of doctors out there, but that's not where we start. Yes, yeah, Stephen and I, uh, our creative director, we're talking about the minimalism. 
So the the fact is, let's get to the basics first. We're making things too complicated. Right. You got this exercise, this hit program, this nutritional. You're tracking your macros, your micros. Let's go to the basics. Fitness is a big, big umbrella. Um, and it really is the specificity of what people's outcomes. But at the end of the day, I think the key is, is we can get better heart health, better hormones, better metabolism by exercising. But let's do it in a way where we're focusing on the form technique. Is there a little pill bottle that we should share with everybody? Because we <laughs> know if you could put it in a pill bottle, it'd be the most prescribed medication on the planet. Mentally and physically. So we love fitness. It expands everyone's capacity in every walk of life, whether it's your kids or your hobbies or your passions. And you know, it sometimes is challenging because we don't know what to do. And some people know what to do, but we're maybe not focusing on the right uh, form and technique. So, you know, I was talking to a person this morning and I said, if you walk on a regular basis and you lift heavy things and you rest, that's a great workout right there. So lift heavy things with great form. Make sure you recover. Do it again. Make sure they're really good. Because again, if you can do one perfect rep and that intensity is high, not going to have injury. You're not going to have injuries. You're going to stimulate the hormones you want. You're going to build that basal metabolic rate. You're going to feel good. And then you have a plan that you can repeat over and over. All right. So move your body, lift heavy weights, <laughs> focus on recovery and uh, proper nutrition. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you again soon.